0: اكبر هو اكبر هو اكبر هو اكبر We are the
1: ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هاتي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منهرا أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من Al-Shaytanir-Rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wa la tulqoo bi'aydeekum ila tahlukati wa ahsinu Inna Allah yuhibbul muhsineen Wa qala al-Nabiyyuh sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam Ni'matani magbunun fihima kathirun minal nas As-sihhatu wal-faragh Au kama qala sallallahu alayhi sallam Respected ulemaa ikram, elders and friends in Islam the ayat that I recited before you, Imam Tirmidhi, rahimahullah, in his famous compilation of hadith, has recorded the Shan al Nuzul, or the reason of revelation of this ayat. The meaning of the ayat is, And do not put yourself into difficulty and be productive. Verily, Allah loves those who are productive. So, the reason of the revelation was that the Sahaba were at one expedition and the enemy were overwhelming. So, one person was overcome from the Muslims and he threw himself into the enemy lines thus becoming shaheed, became a martyr. So the Sahaba who were there, they said that this person violated the Ayat of the Quran Sharif where Allah says, do not put yourself into destruction. So he knew the enemy was overwhelming and he knew there was no chances of him surviving. Notwithstanding that he went through the enemy lines and he became a martyr. So in reality, he put himself into destruction. So one Sahabi by the name of Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the famous Sahabi of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at whose place Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he entered Medina Munawwara, stationed himself and he enjoyed the privilege that he was the host of Nabi Karim and he passed away in Istanbul and his grave is in Istanbul at the age of 93 he passed away while he was striving in the path of Allah so he was there and he said that this apparent verse of the Quran Sharif that you are using to support that this person went into the enemy lines and he put himself into destruction that is not the meaning of this ayat the meaning of this ayat was revealed with regards to us the Ansar of Medina Munawwara that when the Treaty of Hudaybiyah was signed and there was a restraint and a ceasefire between the Muslims and the non-Muslim so the Ansar of Medina who were farmers they had the date Orchards. They said that now that we have reached some type of settlement, we can turn our attention towards our farms because we neglected it. So let us take care of our farms and try and increase our production of the day. So Allah revealed the verse, Wala that this decision of yours to turn your attention from assisting Nabiya Kareem and focusing on your personal wealth and looking after your gardens, this is in fact putting yourself into destruction. And Allah says, Wa ahsinu. And become productive and this is the focus of what i want to say today that we are living in an era where technology is advancing at a rapid pace we are living in a time of artificial intelligence we are living in a time when we are becoming so dependent on gadgets that we as human beings are becoming unproductive and this is a serious matter in every level of society whether it's the juniors whether it's the seniors whether it's those who are students whether those who are teachers this is a reality that we have and if you have to study islam and deen then islam always promotes us as individuals to be productive. An unproductive person is a liability to society. And a productive person is an asset to society. If you have to study the life of the Sahaba Ikram and we will see from a very young age how Nabiya Kareem sallallahu instilled within them the importance of productivity. Once Nabi sallallahu walked in the masjid and his house was next to the masjid and he overheard that certain Sahaba were talking and giggling and laughing. And he said one statement to them. لو تعلمون la wa kathira." Said, oh, my Sahaba that if you know what i know what lies ahead of us in life because life after death and the eternity of the life of the year after if you only know what lies ahead in the journey of ours (laughs) you will laugh less and you will become productive it is mentioned that after nabi mentioned the statement to the sahaba there were very few amongst them who even had the courage to laugh after and this is the importance of productivity recently we went to one place and some forms needed to be filled up and this is the reality that we face because we have become so dependent on Technology that simple, simple spellings have become so difficult. It was an official document that needed to be filled in, and the person who we had to go to is they had to fill it. when it came to the word because. He wrote the SMS language BCOZ. Official document. So then when we brought it to attention that this is not acceptable, then they ask us how do you spell the word? How do we spell this word? So these are the harms of non-productivity. When a person is not productive, it becomes a liability to society. And I'll give you a few incidents in the life of Sahaba Ikram where they became productive individuals and they became role models. So we hear the name all the time, Abdullah ibn Abbas, Radiallahu Ta'ala anhuma who was the first cousin of Nabi kareem Sallallahu Alaihi and he was a young boy. When Nabi wa sallam passed away, he was thirteen years old. When Nabi wa sallam passed away, he was thirteen years old. And the many great sahaba were still present in Medina Munawwara as soon as the demise of Nabi wasallam took place he called few of his friends and he said that look oh my friend the Nabi of Allah has departed and the great Sahaba Asla, amongst us, we are young energetic let us go to the great Sahaba and acquire the knowledge of Quran and Hadith from them before a time comes that they will not be around and we won't be able to acquire this great legacy of Nabi Karim So there were 3 or 4 of them So Abdullah ibn Abbas Went to all the great Sahaba that were there at that time And he acquired the knowledge of Deen And his friends never paid much attention to it They continued And because of his zeal and enthusiasm and productivity Allah gave him that level of knowledge And understanding That when it came to the Shura Council of Umar Bin Khattab He was barely 14-15 years old Barely 14-15 years old So there were many great Sahaba sitting in that council Great Sahaba were seated there So many of them objected That oh, Umar ibn Khattab This is a very high profile sitting and you have this young boy sitting amongst us, why is he sitting here? They so said, I'll give you the answer. So one day when they congregated for the Shura, then he asked all the great Sahaba that were seated there, can any one of you tell me what is the reason for revelation of iza ja'a nasrullahi wa al So he asked them, so many of the Sahaba were not aware of the reason why this Ayat was revealed or the Surah was revealed. And finally, Hazrat Umar ta'ala asked Abdullah ibn Abbas he was a young boy, only 15 years old amongst the great Sahaba, that what was the reason for revelation? He said the reason for the revelation is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Nabiya Kareem ﷺ that his mission has been accomplished and his life is coming to an end and he must prepare for his journey of the year after. <laughs> that now praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and turn to Allah and turn. Uh, uh, in repentance to Allah in preparation for the life of the era. Everybody agree that nobody has more knowledge than us with regards to the Quran Sharif than Abdullah ibn Abbas, a youngster of 15 years old. So this is productivity. This is what we need to create within ourselves and our children. Unfortunately, nowadays, the cell phone has taken away our productivity. We go in public places, whether we're traveling or whether we are shopping, we'll find people playing games on the phone. It's a reality. And people who we look up to in society, people who had some worth and credibility in society, but those are the very ones who we see playing with the cell phone, playing games on the cell phone. Allah hasn't created us to play games on the cell phone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask us with regards to our productivity in this world. That's why Nabiya Kareem said that on a day of Khamsi. a person will not move on a day of until he answers five questions. Five questions we all have to ask. And omrihi fima afna. How did you live your life? What productivity? What you brought forth in, uh, in akhirat what you brought to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? Wa an And particularly with a person's youth, how did you spend your youth? How productive your youth was? Wa an shababihi fi ma And these are very important questions. Let us take note of this. Abu Bakr Siddiq radi ta'ala anhu. How they valued the year after. How they valued the year after. On one occasion, he was sitting and he was thinking of his life, and he said, "How wonderful if I was a blade of grass. How wonderful if I was a hair on the on the body of a mu'min. These were the statements they had uttered, because they have understood what is productivity. They've understood it was the journey of the year Elders and friends, when we are employed and we are working for somebody and we have a task at hand and we understand the enormity of the task, we understand the seriousness of the task, then we put our heart, mind and soul into the task. And we achieve that, that task, we be, become productive. We have got a great task that we are all moving towards a destination and our destination is akhir. And we have no guarantee how long we're going to live. In our recent past, in this week, two few weeks ago in this masjid, we had a janaza of a young boy or two young boys who had great aspirations in life, great achievements in life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has showed us before us as a lesson that life is short. There's no guarantee how long we're going to live. Let us make the short life of ours productive. Imam Bukhari rahimahullah His father passed away when he was a young boy. He was a yatim. His mother brought him up when we talk about underprivileged, underprivileged doesn't mean that we cannot aspire for productivity. Underprivilege doesn't mean that we cannot aspire for productivity. So he was already underprivileged. The shadow of his father was lifted. His mother was a single mother and added to that, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala had taken away his eyesight as a young boy. Allah had taken his eyesight away. His mother made dua to Allah. You blessed me with the son, and I need to make the son of mine productive. You restore his eyesight. She sees Ibrahim Ali Salatu Wasalam in a dream that Allah has restored the eyesight of your son. So she tells her son that Allah has given you your sight. Now you become productive, become an asset to the ummah. It is mentioned that he studied the knowledge of Hadith from the ulama of his place at the age of ten. At the age of ten, he began correcting the great muhaddithin of that time. He went to one of his Ustad and he narrated the chain of narrators and he made, a, he made a mistake in the narration of the, of the chain. Imam rahmatullah, at the age of 10 very politely and respectfully to his ustad told his ustad, I think the narration is so and so. The narration is not like how you narrated it. He said, hold on a second. He goes home, he opens up his book and he says, um, Imam Bukhari, he was a young boy, only 10 years old. What you have narrated is correct. What I have narrated is, at the age of ten, and then he grows up at the age of eighteen. At the age of eighteen, he becomes wo- one of the most distinguished muhaddithin and scholars of hadith of his time. And by the time he leaves this world, he is a person who has memorized over one million ahadith. And up to this point in time, we still read his kitab with great respect and reverence. Because of what? Because his youth was spent productively. Uh, 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 productively, his mother channeled him in a correct way. His parents moulded him in a correct way. So he became an asset for the for the ummah till the day of fear. Respected others and friends. Let us mold our children in such a way that they can become productive assets for our community. Productive assets for the Ummat of Muhammad A productive child is an asset. And a non-productive child is a liability to society. He becomes so reliant on technology that he cannot think for himself. Let us make our children thinkers. Let us open their mind. Let us have some time management with regards to these things. It's a reality, we have to face it. But there has to be some rules how this gadgets should be managed in their life. That's why Nabi Kareem said that there are two ni'mats. There are two bounties. And many people don't even regard it to be bounties. First one is siha, our good health. You only realize the value of good health when you get sick. Ask the old people what is the value of good health. When Allah blessed us with good health, we don't take it as a niyamat. In our eyes, wealth is niyamat, Cars is niyamat, Beautiful homes is niyamat, and a bounty. The greatest wealth that we have is our good health. If Allah has given us good health, Allah has given us everything. And if Allah has taken away our health, Allah has taken away everything. So the first niyamat Allah says, and Nabi SAW mentioned is siha, good health. And the second one is free time. al time management. This is something which is very important. That how we ourselves Manage our time? Is our time managed in a correct way? Is our time managed in a productive way? Is our time managed in such a way that will bring benefit to me and the Ummat of Nabi? ﷺ? Otherwise, our time will pass. From the excellence of a person's Iman in Islam is for him to be productive and to stay away from those things that doesn't lead to productivity, it makes him useless. He gets involved in things that does not concern him. Allah save us from this. This has to be managed ourselves because our children follow what we do. If we all the time walk in the house and leave the house with the cell phone, if we are engaged in the cell phone while we are in the house, then how can our children learn from us what is time management? We sleep with the cell phone. We wake up in the middle of the night, we look at the cell phone. We wake up in the morning before reading the Dua, we look at the cell phone. What legacy are we leaving for our children? Let us become productive. Nabi Kareem when he used to wake up, the first verses that Nabi used to come out from the lips of Nabi was, which is the concluding verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. <inaudible> that verily in the changing of the day and night, is a sign for people of intelligence. That, oh, insan, you're going to go today in the world. You're going to go and earn. Remember, Allah is watching you. Allah is in control of the universe. Turn your heart towards Allah. And then Nabi time is to make dua. Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nura wa fi sam'i nura Wallah put noor in my face. <inaudible> Wallah put noor in my heart. Wallah put noor in my hands. Allah put nur in my eyes, our day started with Dua, our day started with Quran. Imagine our day starts with the cell phone and starts with some haram video that takes us away, far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us not become deceived by a few Islamic videos, a few Islamic posts and we feel that is recitation of Quran Sharif. Listening to the post will not give us the reward of reading the Quran Sharif. We have to open the Quran Sharif and read the Quran. Sometimes Shaitan will come to us and say, let the Quran play. And I don't have to read the Quran Sharif. There is definitely virtue in listening to the Quran Sharif. But the real and the ideal is for us to open the Quran Sharif and read the Quran Sharif. The ulama have written, is, they, they, there is a discussion whether, whether a hafiz should recite off by heart or whether he should look in the Quran Sharif and read. As a Sheikh Ramatullah has written extensively on this. He said, according to one opinion, although he's a hafiz, it's better for him to open the Quran Sharif and read because he will look at the words of the Quran Sharif. And when you look at the words of the Qur'an Sharif, it strengthens your eyesight. It brightens your heart. It makes you feel bright and makes you feel productive. Let us, listening to some post will not fulfill that requirement. Let us read Surah Yaseen in the morning. Let us read our du'as in the morning. Let us open the Qur'an Sharif and read the Qur'an Sharif. And I conclude with one incident of one tabi'i. And this is to make us and our children productive. That how we're going to create a generation of productive individuals. Iyas ibn Muawiyah al-Muzani rahimahullah. He was a tabi'i and he was a great scholar. So it was the occasion of Ramadan and the, the moon of Eid needed to be cited. And Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu, who was the khadim of Nabi Karim sallallahu he lived a very long life, almost 120 years. Allah blessed him with a long life because of the dua of Nabi sallallahu alayhi So he was also present. So they went to look for the moon of Eid and the horizon was clear. And all the people that were there could not see the moon, the crescent of but Anas ibn Malik anhu, who has gone old by now, he is saying, I can see the crescent and tomorrow will be Eid. So when the Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and that to the Khadim and the servant of Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who will have the courage to face him and ask him that we can't see it? So this Tabi'i, Iyās ibn Muawiyah, anhu, he comes to him and he looks at him, he analyzes his face and he said that do you allow me to touch you, that definitely, because of his old age, his eyebrows had fell over his eyes, his eyebrows his eyebrows, which had become white came over his eyes, and when he opened his eyes, it was over his eye, and it created an impression that it was the crescent of Eid, so when he took his hand and he politely wiped it over his face, now he asked him, can you see the crescent or the the companion of Rasulullah he says, Kalla. Now I cannot see. Look at this young boy. The Ummah was in a crisis. The people who were there were in a crisis. Who is going to solve this, this, this problem that we have? With this great Sahabi of Nabi SAW. He has seen the moon and we cannot see the moon. But this youngster looks at him and he finds the solution. Respected Allahs and friends, we need to become part of the solution. We need to create the solution. We ourselves need to become productive. We need to make our children productive. We need to make the environment around us productive. And let us not become totally reliant on this technology. Because we become completely reliant on it. And it's going in that direction. Whether if you're looking at the AI age, artificial intelligence, it's taking away our ability from thinking. It's taking our ability from becoming productive. It has not become caught in this. So many of us, this, this uh, automatic typing that comes on the phone, we become so reliant of it that we don't even know this, uh, the spelling anymore. It does not make our children dependent on this. Let them become productive individuals. Let them become thinkers who will see in which direction the ummah is going. And they can rescue the ummah whenever the ummah needs to be rescued. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with such individuals and ourselves to become productive so that we can become an asset for the Ummah. Our children can become productive, so that they can become an asset of the Ummah. جزا وآخر الحمد لله الله
0: الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله أن رسول الله أن رسول الله عليه عليه صل على المرسلين، على الله أكبر،, الله أكبر. لا
1: اله الا الله الحمد لله أمد... الحمد لله خلق الانسان وقد اتى عليه حين من الدهر ولم يكن شيئا مذكورا فسواه وعدله وعلى كثير مما خلق فضله وجعله سميعا بصيرا ثم هداه السبيل ونصب له الدليل اما شاكرا واما كفورا اما الكافرون فاعتدل لهم سلاسل وأغلال يعذبون بأصناف العذاب ينادون ويل ويدعون ثبورا، وأما شاكرون فناعمهم وكرمهم ولقاهم نظرة وسرورا، إن هذا كان لكم جزاء وكان سعيكم مشكورا، فسبحان من بيده ملكوت كل شيء لم يزل ولا يزال عليما قديرا، ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له، ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله، أما بعد، فيا أيها الناس اوصيكم ونفسي أولا بتقوى الله، لقد فاز المتقون ويا عباد الله اتقوا الله فان الله ويا عباد الله واتقوا الله فان التقوى ميلاق الحسنات وعليكم بالسنه فان السنه تهدي الى الاطاعه ومن اطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصيهما فانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اياكم وصدق عليكم بالصدق فان الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالاحسان فان الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنطوا من رحمة الله فإنه أرحم الراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكونوا من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستوفي رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه إن الله يحب المتوكلين ودعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الدعين واستغفروه يمددكم يموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم دعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستقبرون عن عبادتي سرخلون جهنم داخلين اللهم اغفر ذنوبنا وامح عيوبنا ديوننا وكلنا معين وظهيرا واقض هاجاتنا واشف واستر عوراتنا وكفى بربك مجيبا عليما خبيرا الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له وَنَشْهَدُ أَنَّ سَيِّدَنَا وَنَبِيَّنَا وَمَوْلَانَا محمد عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله وملائكه وأهل السماوات والأرض حتى النمله في جُحْرِهَا وحتى الحوت أيصلون يصلون على معلم الناس الخير وقال الذي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدق محيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه علي رضي الله تعالى عن وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي من أحبهم فبحب أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغض يبغضهم خير الناس قني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين في مشارق الارض ومغاربها اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم من اراد بالاسلام والمسلمين خيرا توفق كل خير ومن اراد بالاسلام والمسلمين شرا فاهلكم كما اهلكت عاد وثمود اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وزدنا علما اللهم انا نسالك علما نافعا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم اكفنا بحلالك حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم اشفنا وشف مرضنا ومرض المسلمين وارحم موتانا hasana المسلمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا ولا تكفرون
0: <تصفيق>
1: الله اكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد واياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اكتسبت ربنا لا تآخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إِصْرًا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين الله اكبر تامي الله لمن من الله, الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تكونوا كالذين آذوا موسى فبرأه الله مما قالوا وكان عند الله وجيها يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما إنا عرضنا الأمانة على السماوات والأرض والجبال فأبين أن يحملنها وأشفقن منها وحملها الإنسان إنه كان ظلوما جهولا ليعذب الله المنافقين والمنافقات والمشركين والمشركات ويتوب الله على المؤمنين والمؤمنات وكان الله غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا الله أكبر. جميع الله لمن حمله. الله أكبر. الله أكبر. الله أكبر. الله أكبر. أكبر. سلام عليكم ورحمة الله. سلام عليكم ورحمة الله. اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك في هذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم عينا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك. اللهم لا مان لما أعطيت ولا معت لما منعت ولا رد لما قضيت. ولا ينفوز الجد منك الجد الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهل اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولأساتذتنا ولمشايخنا ولمن له حق علينا ولمن اوصانا بالدعاء ولجميع مؤمنين والمؤمنات المسلمين والمسلمات رب اغفر وحمّ وانت خير الراحمين اللهم اشرح صدورنا للاسلام اللهم احبب الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره لنا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان اللهم اجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم إنا نسألك علماً نافعاً ورزقاً واسعاً وشفاء من كل داء اللهم أكفنا بحلالك حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن عم سواك اللهم أشفنا وشف مرضانا ومرض المسلمين وارحمة وطانا وموت المسلمين اللهم بارك لنا في الموت وفيما بعد الموت اللهم هب علينا سكرات الموت وغمرات الموت اللهم إنا نسألك الجنة وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل ونعوذ بك من جهنم وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل رب جعلني مقيم الصلاة ومن ذريتي ربنا وتقبل دعاء ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين وجعلنا للمتقين اماما اللهم انا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءه نقمتك وجميع سخطك اللهم انا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من العجز والكسل ونعوذ بك من الجبن والبخل ونعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال رب ارحمهما كما ربياي صغيرا Allah may not ask Aluka in Kuli Khair, Masa Allah come in when Abiyuka Abduka muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam seldom. When I would become in Shadi, Mastaka come in when Abiyuka Abduka Mohammedan, Sadullah, while he was seldom, until Mustaanu, while he killed Bala, wala a haula, while a quota illa billah, in Allah, while Malaika who you saloon Nabi, Ya, you Amanu, Salu, while wa was seldom with a slima, Allah must only Mulana Mohammedi, while Allah say in Mulana Mohammedi, wa Badi was seldom, or Sadullah Nabil Kareem Amin be Rahmatik.